Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, October 22nd, and India has seen a single day rise of nearly 56,000 infections with 702 fatalities. This has pushed the country's COVID-19 caseload to 77 lakh with a death toll of 1,16,000. With this, India's active COVID-19 caseload stands at 7.1 lakh. Brazilian health authority Anvisa has said that a volunteer in a clinical trial of the COVID-19 vaccine developed by AstraZeneca and Oxford University had died but added that the trial would continue. Oxford confirmed the plan to continue testing, saying in a statement that after careful assessment there have been no concerns about safety of the clinical trial. Reuters reported that the trial would have been suspended if the volunteer who died had received the COVID-19 vaccine. suggesting the person was part of the control group that was given a meningitis jab the federal university of sao paulo which is helping coordinate phase 3 clinical trials in brazil said an independent review committee had also recommended the trial continue a university spokesman said that so far 8000 of the planned 10000 volunteers in the trial have been recruited and given the first dose in six cities in brazil and many have already received the second shot CNN Brazil reported that the volunteer was a 28-year-old man who lived in Rio de Janeiro and died from COVID-19 complications. AstraZeneca's shares fell by 1.8%. Brazil's federal government has plans to purchase the UK vaccine and produce it. The country has the second deadliest outbreak of the coronavirus after the United States with more than 154,000 killed. It has the third largest number of cases. with more than 5.2 million infected after united states and india the bjp has promised free covid-19 vaccination for the people of bihar in its manifesto that was released by finance minister nirmala sitaraman today the promise is point number 1 of the 11 sankalp commitments in the party manifesto for the bihar election reacting sharply the opposition said the promise of a vaccine in an election manifesto showed the bjp's desperation the opposition has raised the issue of unemployment in bihar with his chief ministerial candidate tejasvi yadav promising 10 lakh government jobs in his rallies jobs are also the big focus in the bjp's manifesto with four of the 11 commitments promising to generate 19 lakh job opportunities across sectors like health education it and farming the manifesto says that the nda government in bihar has set an example in the fight against novel coronavirus and that it promises a free vaccine for covid for every bihar resident once it receives clearance from the icmr rjd rajyasabha mp manoj jha said that he is shocked because promising a vaccine for the pandemic in a welfare state as part of a manifesto reflects a deterioration in bjp's thinking the bjp manifesto also promises the appointment of 3 lakh teachers in schools and higher institutions in its campaigns the opposition has been criticizing the state government over angry contractual teachers who have been demanding equal pay Many of the witnesses in the Elgar Parishad case whose statements were recorded by the National Investigation Agency or the NIA in connection with the alleged provocative speeches given at the event in Pune on December 31st 2017 have told the agency that they could not enter the venue of the event due to the presence of a large crowd while two witnesses have said that the speeches were provocative one person said that a song performed by members of Kabir Kala Manch was aggressive in nature The NIA has so far recorded statements of 48 witnesses including professors activists and lawyers. The statements are part of its 10000 page charge sheet filed against eight persons on October 9th. 
Witnesses said they could not enter the Elgar Parishad venue due to the crowd and hence heard the speeches from a footpath outside. Statements given by a freelancer and a union member from a civic body claims that they could neither tell who gave the speeches nor comment on their nature. Three among the witnesses are drivers of politician Prakash Ambedkar and accused Anil Tel Tumbre, a well-known author and intellectual. They told NIA that they were present in the parking area and did not hear the speeches. The NIA has claimed that the accused had incited people by giving provocative presentations and speeches at the event, which promoted enmity between caste groups, leading to violence at Bhima Koregaon on January 1st, 2018, resulting in loss of life and statewide agitation. A note sent to various guests, which is also part of the charge sheet, named over 30 people as hosts, including Tel Tumbre. The Chachi claimed that the event was a larger conspiracy linked with banned organization, the Communist Party of India, Maoist. A day after the CBI took over a case registered by UP police against unknown channels and persons over alleged fudging of TRPs, the Maharashtra government yesterday withdrew general consent given to the agency to probe cases in the state. The Indian Express reported that the move follows apprehension in the state government that the CBI would take over a similar case on alleged fudging of TRPs in Maharashtra in a bid to move it away from the purview of Mumbai police. General consent is given by states so that the CBI can seamlessly conduct its investigation and not seek the state government nod for every case, unlike the NIA, which has jurisdiction across the country. After registering an FIR on October 6th, Mumbai police had alleged that three channels, including Republic TV, were prima facie involved in manipulating TRPs. Republic TV had subsequently approached the Bombay High Court, where its counsel, Harish Salve, asked for the case to be transferred to the CBI. Significantly, both the central government and the BJP have come out in support of the defendant and called the Mumbai police action a threat to press freedom. Earlier, the CBI had also taken over the investigation into the Sushant Singh Rajput suicide, which was being probed by Mumbai police after Bihar police registered an FIR in the case and approached the Supreme Court. The Mumbai police and the Bihar police were locked in a war of words over jurisdiction until the apex court cleared the transfer to the agency. Wednesday's decision means the central agency will now have to get consent from the state government for every case it registers in Maharashtra. At News Laundry, we have been reporting on the alleged TRP scam from Ground Zero. My colleague Pratik recently met with several people in Mumbai who find a mention in this affair. If you want to understand the ABC of this incident, allegedly involving manipulation of TRP, do read a story. It's titled, TRP Scam, What's the Case Against Republic and Why Does India Today Find a Mention? You can read it on newslaundry.com. By the way, my colleague Basant has also been reporting from Bihar in the run-up to the state elections. Do keep an eye out for his reports. The most recent one on unemployment titled, Nitish Kumar had Japsi Mochi hoist the flag on Republic Day. What did it get the elderly man? If you like the work we do and want to read more ground reports on such pressing issues, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. The Home Ministry today further liberalized the visa restrictions imposed due to the COVID-19 pandemic by allowing entry to all foreigners except tourists. Besides, the government has also allowed all overseas citizens of India and persons of Indian origin cardholders and all other foreign nationals to visit India. Following the COVID-19 outbreak, only a certain category of OCI cardholders and foreigners were allowed into the country until now. 
the Home Ministry said OCI and PIO cardholders and all other foreign nationals can enter by air or water routes through authorized airports and seaport immigration checkposts. Under this graded relaxation, the government has also decided to restore with immediate effect all existing visas, except electronic visa, tourist visa, and medical visa. The government had suspended all visas on March 11th. In June, the center allowed the entry of foreign minor children with at least one parent who is an Indian citizen or an OCI cardholder. Entry of foreigners married to Indian citizens and single foreign parents whose children hold an Indian passport or an OCI card were also allowed. Bihar Deputy Chief Minister Sushil Kumar Modi tweeted today saying he has tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Modi has been over the past few days campaigning for the upcoming Bihar Assembly elections alongside BJP leaders and Chief Minister Nitish Kumar. Modi said he's admitted to Ames Patna for better monitoring and that he'll be back for campaigning. Over the past few days, Modi has shared the stage with several party workers and candidates from the NDA. He also held a roadshow on October 17th in Bhabua constituency. Voting for 243 assembly seats in Bihar will be held on October 28th, November 3rd, and November 7th. Results will be announced on November 10th. The BJP-JDU combined is pitted against Grand Alliance of the RJD, the Congress, and left parties. Some other smaller parties are also in the fray. Now, back to some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. This week on Anil Hafta, News Laundry's Abhinandan Sikri, Manisha Pandey, Raman Kirpal, and Jeshri Arunachalam are joined by journalist Sudipta Mondal. They talk about Hyderabad floods, the TRP scam, assembly elections in Bihar, and the Tanishkaid, among other things. The discussion shifts to advertisers choosing not to support toxic news channels and the backlash to the Tanishkaid. Manisha talks about how, in some cases, it's the media that creates this outrage and explains her issues with the phrase social media outrage. Jeshri and Manisha also think that Tanishk withdrawing the ad denies the reality of mixed families. Here's a snippet from the episode. On the Tanishk thing, I do think that it's a bit of a mistake that even journalists do, that when first you start, when, when the ad started first facing backlash, instantly media picks it up to say there's social media outrage, public outrage. Mm. This wasn't a case of public outrage. I don't think most of the public is upset with it. It's a very coordinated attack by the right wing. Yeah. And if you put it at that pedestrian, then you know, you're just amplifying it when you're expecting an action also from Tanish. I think we should also call out what it is. You know, this. I really don't think many people would have any problem with this. Yeah, like all these ugly people on social media that you see, you know, with those egg profile photos, you don't know who they are. But they're spilling over onto real life now. I mean, they're coming to people's houses. They're walking up to you on the street. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.